0: The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Oh, he's excited. Carlos is fired up, everybody. <laughs> Rant incoming. Stay tuned giggity, for that.
1: Kickity, <laughs> Giggity, giggity.
0: Oh, happy Father's Day. Happy bladed Father's Day to all the dads out there. Hope you guys had a great, great day. Uh, what about the guys in here? Did we all have a good Father's Day? Yeah, it was fun, man. Mm. Just
2: chilled, saw the folks had the, the little ones in, like, basically the waiting pools, I guess, more or less. But it was fun. It was, it was really, it was a scorcher, man.
1: Longest heat wave since 1974 with the highest temperatures. Remember 1974, Son of Sam? This heat, this is the kind of
0: heat that makes people commit murders. <laughs> <laughs> this is unrelated to your upcoming rant, right? Yes, absolutely, okay. completely unrelated. Good, <laughs> good. We've had enough confessions of murder on this podcast before. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyway, guys, it's, it's been a pretty big week in Star Wars. We've got uh, some more rumors. Star Wars Squadrons was officially unveiled. Uh, we say goodbye to Disney Gallery. A bunch of new toys and rumblings and celebration was canceled. Uh, but despite that, I am really stoked. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Stop the press. Who's that? Vale. Vicky Vale. Did they cancel celebration?
1: <laughs> Turns out they did. Oh, man. Out of the blue. Yeah. It... Like I called that shit.
0: Well, <laughs> we're, we talked about this what a two or three weeks ago. Then we're like, I don't know what they're waiting for, but it's the only. It's the only thing they can do. You can't you can't do it. You simply can't have celebration at this point. And uh, maybe the, I don't know if we talked about it, but we we're maybe kicking around the idea that they're trying to line up stuff for a virtual celebration as well. But They didn't, I, I was I was actually really surprised that they did not say, um, you know, but hang around that weekend anyway, don't cancel your plans because we're going to do some cool stuff online that weekend. I'm really surprised they didn't say that. And it's not to say they won't at some point say, you know, you know, come hang out with us anyway that weekend. Maybe they're still planning it. Just needed to get people, uh, soothe people's minds and let them cancel the travel plans. But man, I really thought that we would get some kind of news.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you there just quickly because I think the next celebration is going to be in 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think this is 2020 and we want to have one or there is one planned, there's obviously a lot of, usually... We get some news of some upcoming stuff, you know, via celebrations. So it would only make sense that, you know, we, we have some kind of forum where we can get this news before 2022. You know what I mean? I would think that a lot of the stuff that we're going to be seeing is going to come out before 2022.
0: Oh yeah. Like there's, there's stuff coming this fall that they're going to want to talk about. Not the least of which is Mandalorian season two. They're going to want to hype that for sure. We're, there's news that still has to come out and they'll just do it in, in other ways. But man, um, whatever. So what? Celebration's canceled. I, was anybody? Did anybody really think it was going to happen? I know some people were holding up hope that maybe it would and they would still attend. But did, I don't know if anybody truly thought that this was going to happen. Anyway, sobering slap to the face if, uh, if you did think it was going to happen. Because <laughs> it ain't. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, we we're right.
1: But um, I still think we're going to get some news. Uh, I don't think that uh, they're going to hold anything back and not going to announce certain things. Things that they're able to produce, they're going to continue to produce, and they're going to drop the news when they deem it necessary. And I also believe that uh, seeing as how they want to do a two-year overlap with D23 and with Celebration, Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to do all the announcements for D23 next year and the celebration in 2022. Um, So I I don't, you know, I think we're still going to get the things that we were always going to get. And uh, seeing as how um, Governor Newsom in California is opening up uh, Hollywood to do um, uh, television and movie production, I don't see that many delays uh, with uh, the things that uh, they already had planned. So, I think we're in good shape.
0: Yeah, from that standpoint, for sure. I, I think we're. I think that'll all be fine. They can still dole out their news as they see fit. It's just not going to be in some big celebration format. That's that's, exactly, that's all yeah. we're losing this year. That's that's the only thing we're losing next year. Well, we'll see what happens with D twenty three next year. You know, if there's still no vaccine and travel is still a big, you know, big question mark, then who knows? But that's uh, you know that's next year's problem. All right, uh, guys. Have we had any anything exciting happening in our week in Star Wars?
2: Corey? Uh, not too much, to be honest. You know, same old, really. I probably watched a few Clone Wars episodes. I watched Jedi Temple Challenge again with my son. That's always fun. Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm on the last two episodes of Resistance, finally. Season two. Finally, finally getting around to finishing that. Okay. Uh, get- yeah, that's about it, man. No collecting update, unfortunately. Whoa! That, that always coming. Kind of, yeah, Whoa. that bums me Write out a little. Write it down.
0: June twenty first, twenty twenty. Corey has no collecting update. Wow. Well,
2: we, we gotta we gotta be a little gotta be a little on our toes a bit. We gotta be, you know, uh, Corey. You're in this room. Just stop. Don't <laughs> pretend. You
1: have no room left. What are you going to no.
2: put it? Well, what's really going down, too, is that there's an oncoming barrage of stuff that basically, if Amazon actually comes through, is on pre-order, right? And, I mean, there's, there's a whole slew of things.
0: Wait, 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 wait. All this stuff that you've pre-ordered, is it all coming to my house?
2: No. No. It's, it's via a- Amazon I'm all set up for. All
0: right. All right,
2: but still, it's it's. it's I'm gonna, watching you. Uh, and yeah, you should be watching yours too. I don't, I don't know what I know. You got a f- few things on pre-order as well.
0: Yeah, but my <laughs> things through Amazon can come to my house. <laughs> you no, know, I'm just saying in general. Like,
2: to, I know both of us have <laughs> duplicates of the same thing that are incoming. You know. So, anyway, I'm, I was looking at the dates the other day. I was like, ooh. It's going to be a barrage. It's going to be like,
0: <laughs> we're taking every fire. Remember when we thought 2020 was just was just going to be about Empire's 40th and we could take it easy? You know? <laughs> well, that's it. That's why it's like, what are we going to do now?
2: Push forward the third wave of the 40th Empire lines coming.
0: We were so young and naive then. <laughs> this, this year, I was telling my wife the other day that, you know, I, I thought that, you know, 2020 might be a year to kind of back off collecting a bit. Just do the Empire 40th line and see what else comes. This year has been absolutely intense. And it's only going to get worse. Because people, as as this podcast hits our our, our Powerful Friends feed, there's going to be, um, well, there's going to be lots of news, but it's going to have the Fan First Monday from Hasbro. So there's going to be all kinds of new stuff hyped starting on Monday. Oh, man, it's gonna get crazy. And Yakface posted some of the code names um, for these leaks in Wal- for like leaked from Walmart's system. So I'm not gonna talk about them here because they don't mean anything to us right now, and they'll probably leak by the or they'll probably be online anyway in an official capacity. Um, you know, so I'm not gonna bother. But man, there's just some s- cool stuff coming from the sounds of it. Um, not only that, like if you think about collecting
2: as a whole right now, like man. It's crazy. Like, look at this Transformers... Uh, I think it's War for... Uh, or Battle of Cybertron or whatever. Then you got that new G.I. Joe 6-inch line coming. They got the retro Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys. You had the He-Man line that came out, I think, last year. Then you got the old-school retro Ghostbusters cartoon line that just came out. Like, it's all coming at once, man. And they're all really solid lines. Like, the that Transformers line and the new G.I. Joes look so sick. I would love to, like... But you know you're not just gonna get one, so I just can't even, you know,
0: oh, I can't even. No, I, I can't. I, I, I can't. I, I've seen all the GI Joe stuff, and I you know, there's probably may, I might leave myself room for to like get one, like get Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow or something. That's true. Yeah, maybe I don't know, but yeah, the the Transformer stuff, like I said, if if there was anything else I would collect, it would be that. Like the new Transformer stuff, the Siege of Cybertron stuff, is incredible. That's it incredible all of it yeah but i I can't do it i cannot and
2: they got all the old school characters too that's the thing you know
0: yeah i saw like one that really caught my eye the other day when i was in the store uh was cliff jumper and he's got that big cannon like he when he tried to take out megatron in the first or second episode of this of the original series and i was like oh look at that it's just this big silver tube (laughs) there's nothing to it but Damn, I love that 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 move. Like, Where does he put that thing? He's a little guy. Where does he put that giant cannon? <laughs> anyway. Um, Carlos, anything with your week in Star Wars? Did you watch anything? Uh, this week, I
1: watched uh, Rogue One again. Cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I watched Empire uh, because I wanted to see those AT-ATs. Um, and I watched... Um, the last two episodes of season two of Rebels. Oh, cool. yeah, very, very nice. I rewatched those and that was fun. Um, you know, they have a name, okay, that's good for you, man. The Toilet of the Apprentice, sure. <laughs> Remember, so, no, uh, I'll never say it again just because <laughs> you said that.
0: It's so good. <laughs> Spite is, is so good. Spite is so good.
2: Yeah, it's fun. It's really cool. spec. Look it up in the dictionary. You can't even find it anymore. R E S P E K. Respect.
1: Oh my God. I want to live my life. You're like the Kramer of this group. Seriously, yeah. you
2: live how I dream. <laughs> it's like, that was Ali G, man. Come on.
1: Sure. <laughs> uh, and what else? That's it. I think as far as uh, the Star Wars, I didn't even watch the Disney Gallery this week what yeah no I didn't watch it I didn't have time man I um I've I returned back to work full time and um I had my kids this week and I kind of kind of injured my knee uh so yeah I didn't really have not just the time but the bandwidth I think it's the bandwidth to to digest anything new
0: well, when you it's, it's, you know, I'm listening to you like rattle off things like uh, rebels and this and that and the films, and it's like I thought Star Wars was dead because that's what the internet keeps telling me. But yet, <laughs> there's still there's so much to watch that you go, oh man, I I just ran out of racetrack to watch the actual new piece of Star Wars content. Like, it's just us though, right? Uh, I, really? I, yeah, because there's no other Star Wars podcasts, right? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, no, this this week was, uh, I wanted to say quiet, but it wasn't. Like, I I kicked off the week watching the Empire at 40 YouTube thing. Uh, that was really fun. Like, it had Phil Tippett, who looks like Drunk Santa. And <laughs> oh, he's, he's just outstanding. <laughs> They're introducing the guys. De- Dennis Mirren was there. Joe Johnston was there. Um, oh, Blanking on the other name. What an idiot. Oh, man. And and Phil Tippett is introduced last. And the other three guys just look like your average, middle-aged, senior citizen type guy. Joe Johnson looks put together, polished. And then they get to Phil Tippett, and he looks like, um, what was his name from Walking Dead? The old man. Herschel.
3: Herschel. He, he looks
0: him. like if Herschel decided to just mail it in for a month. He just, he just, oh god, it was hilarious when they cut to him and he, whoa, Phil. <laughs> but that's about, like if you guys haven't seen that and you and you're into the making of stuff, that sh- that hour and a half is time well spent. Just sitting there talking to these guys as they reminisce about about uh, making Empire, the Walkers, the asteroid chase, all that stuff, the things that were you know largely built on with miniatures and stop motion, fascinating stuff, really cool stuff. But yeah, and then uh, so my daughter got back to softball this week, so I took her to her first practice, and then and, and like this is how, this this is one of the great moments. I get home and it's it's I always like taking her to softball. I always like to watch her, you know, grow and play play ball like that. And then I get home and I look in the basement and my little guy is downstairs in the basement by himself watching Empire. Nice. And I'm just like, yes, my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can i can ascend now <laughs> I, I can go now like he's just he, he he knows how to work disney plus on his own he just comes down here and puts on empire strikes back and i'm like yes i've won i've done it
2: <laughs> you should have given him five bucks i should have <laughs> like, you're a good kid no rubbed him on the head
0: no What's no word of a daddy? lie no word of a lie on fa- today being father's day he comes up to me with a five dollar bill and he goes here daddy and I'm like, oh <laughs> like, oh no. that's awesome like no. <laughs> no you you can't give me your money like that
2: my kid's eight man like you know he's he's reading and writing now like his, his writing he's still sounding things out so grammatically this or the spelling's not always there so it's super cute but you know he writes in his card to me he's like he goes. You're the best dad I could ever afford.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what my kid wrote in his? He 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 did a, uh, a, Father's Day card for me. He he made his own, and uh, he's actually pretty good at drawing like Kirby. Uh, so he drew this like cute little Kirby holding like Zelda's sword. It was it was awesome, right? Link sword, I mean. And uh, it says, <laughs> "Hold on." I had to pick it up.
3: I had to pick it up. He <laughs> wrote, "Happy Father's Day. Thanks for being tall." <laughs> oh my god! I read this this
1: morning. I f- oh man, I cried so hard. It was so funny. Thanks for being tall. <laughs> like, okay, I guess I have no other value. Thanks, that's nice.
3: <laughs> oh, man, it was so
1: good. oh man it was so good but it was just like the fact that like the whole thing was like drawn up and like he had like three different types of, three different characters and then the under the kirby thanks for being tall
0: <laughs> oh yeah I mean, that's it i mean that's, that's good it. stuff yeah yeah so we want you know we I, I went downstairs and i watched a little bit more vampire with them and then we watched it again the next night <laughs> As per like, I've, I kind of I've taken the hands off the wheel when it comes to like watching Star Wars. I just let the kids pick and I just go with it. And I've been I've been I'm going to share some results of it soon. Not tonight, but maybe in a, in a slower week. And I'll, it's been since May 1st that I've been sort of tracking. What's been what we've been watching. It's interesting. OK, anyway, um, collecting updates. Has, do any of us have anything? Corey doesn't have anything.
1: He, he said so before. It's a slow but, week.
3: Back off, man.
1: <laughs> so uh, this morning, uh, to uh, get out of the sweltering heat and into air conditioning, I decided I was going to take my kids for the first time since the whole lockdown shenanigans to Toys R Us. Toys R Us has opened, and um, I said, you know what? we're gonna do it so 10 o'clock this morning got dressed went to toys r us uh everybody was wearing masks because we're responsible people and not selfish so we went to the store and uh we went through the lego aisles yeah i found some good deals wait wait, is this, some... is this
0: the the rent incoming it's a little bit
1: of a mix of like my collecting update mixed with Lego rant. If we're gonna talk about like what's coming up, um, you know, upcoming Lego sets and what's what's gonna be new uh, in August or September, depending where you're you're located. Um, yeah, so I found uh, for my uh, my update, I found a couple of the Poe Dameron uh x-wing poly bags so there were only two left on the sh- on the on the peg so i picked up those two and i also uh ended up picking up for my son uh james for his birthday which was in march we only ended up getting a couple of like little sets so i figured you know we're at the store he could choose something so he went to um the lego aisle and he picked up from the speed champions line the mclaren uh, which has something like 230 pieces for 20 dollars so a good price for a piece and uh, a cool little build uh so we picked up that and there was also a I'm trying to remember exactly what the name was, but also in it's the Lego um, Creator Three in One. I don't know if you guys like this line, the Lego Creator. My kid does. So usually it's a lot of three in one stuff, right? And um, so it's a thir- it's supposed to be a thirteen ninety nine. Uh, $13.99 Canadian dollars for uh the sports car, which turns into like a dune buggy and into a, uh, a plane. Three-in-one, Lego creator. So I figured for 134 pieces, $13.99 Canadian, great price per piece. I brought it to the cash. It scanned at $14.99. So by law, they had to give me the discount
0: uh, plus isn't of, that disc, whatever they what, whatever the shelf said plus an extra ten percent or something, right? Up to ten dollars, right? Yeah.
1: So it was an eleven dollar discount on this set. So I got this set for four bucks. Cool, which is great for one hundred and thirty four pieces, four bucks. Beautiful little three and one. So we got that. A little Lego Creator three and one, the McLaren Speed uh, Speed Champions. And uh, to Paul Damer and Polybags, that was our that was our haul today from Toys R Us. But this is where I'm gonna start ranting because if you look at the prices at the Lego store, and we we had talked about this previously about how Toys R Us is like increasing the prices of the sets. Um, especially for something, let's say like if you look at the Lego store and you look at the Millennium Falcon, it's one seventy nine ninety nine. At Toys R Us right now, it's at one ninety nine ninety nine.
0: Yeah, their prices have shot up. It's gross.
1: It's really, really bad. And for a fifty dollars set, the price went up seven dollars. Um. And it, I mean, for the resistance, a wing that I got for 40, they're selling it at 47. I, I don't understand why they would do it. It's, it's just, it, it may honestly, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Like if, if they're gonna like, uh, do their quarterly 20% sale and the price be, Equal or still a little bit higher to the actual Lego store price. What's the benefit of going to Toys R Us? There is none anymore. None. none. none whatsoever.
0: It only makes sense for for people that that don't have access to a Lego store and who don't want to order online. What is that like? Seven percent of people? Who, like who I, I, I have no idea.
1: I I don't know honestly, and it, it's 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 very frustrating. And then I uh, we we come to the new Lego sets that are coming soon with no apparent release date, and it's it's very right now there are one two three four five six seven eight nine sets supposed to be releasing on September first. That doesn't include the Razor Crest that. Uh, which is back on pre-order, by the way. If you want to pre-order it, you can on lego.com. Oh, good. Yeah, so they probably sorted out some uh, parting issues. They, they, they're they getting some parts back in production, so they're able to offer the pre-order again. And the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda Brickhead, uh, which is still on pre-order, uh, released for August 1st. So uh, as far as the summer wave, the, the sets that they're supposed to be releasing if you look at their pr- prices in american dollars or in euro compared to the canadian dollar amount i'm going to give you the top five sets okay so we have the 8080 which is probably the most accurate and best designed 8080 ever
0: it looks uh, great
1: it looks great. It has a great minifigure selection. Although I don't know why Luke Skywalker is in this set, in the General Veers, AT-AT, because he doesn't use the grappling hook and the bomb to dismantle General Veers AT-AT. That's a different AT-AT. Like they're not using he. They've broken canon. Yeah, I don't like that. There- there's no excuse for that. Anyways, so. <laughs> that one is $160 U S they're selling it for 199 Canadian dollars. Now, if you're doing the actual currency conversion, it's not a $40 disparity. No, that, that plays into your favor. No, 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 it's higher. It's high. It, we're spending an extra $10 Canadian for this set if you're doing the currency conversion like that's I'd rather like if I was in Burlington if I was in Burlington Vermont I'd rather get it there because I'm going to save money that way
2: how much is it in the US 160 so 159 yeah and here it's what 199 that's about right no it's 1.39 the conversion
1: ah uh, not not really no, but then you have to put the Canadian tax on top of that.
0: Not only Canadian tax, Quebec tax. <laughs> yeah, let, let's call it the Quebec tax. So it's an extra
1: fifteen <laughs> point, whatever, five percent on top of that. I'd rather I'd rather if I'm in Burlington or in Plattsburgh, i might might as well pick it up there. There's no well, value.
3: Duty. With- duty. Oh, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to border? Oh, I bought a Lego set?
2: dude you gotta declare I, i've been uh, i've been my girlfriend well my ex-wife she's back in the day she's just like shut up and they're like what's this
1: oh you not screwed at the border yeah yeah well it happens
2: um so you know, we used yeah. to cross the border all the time it was awesome with my parents would be like shut up pretend you're sleeping <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as of as of right now 160 U.S. dollars is two seventeen fifty-seven Canadian. As of this moment.
1: Okay, but there's no the tax is not included in that. No, no, no.
0: There's no, yeah, no, no tax.
1: So, you're talking about two hundred and thirty dollars Canadian for that same set.
0: Yep. You're better off getting it in the states. So long as you don't go to the states just to get that, because then you'll spend twice that in gas. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 obviously
0: for sure. Right.
1: Like, and if you, if you order it from a, from a place in the United States, you're going to have to pay duties and taxes on it. So it's going to come out more expensive. The, what, the way they priced it, they priced it in the way that you have no choice to get it from them, which I, I, I don't like, I really don't like, and you know what the a t a t at that price is still something that i'm looking to get here comes the rent that wasn't the rent no oh here we go jesus <laughs> the rent is on the death star duel at 140 dollars canadian whoa what yes it's 140 in us dollars it's a hundred dollars so does that make sense to me how does but that, that was- make sense 'Cause the exchange rate's like one point three nine. Okay, Corey, if 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 a two hundred dollar set is forty dollars more than the one sixty, why is a hundred dollar US set still forty dollars more? It if,
0: doesn't if, make sense. If they were doing a straight exchange, it would be one thirty five ninety seven. But they're the nearest price point at that point is one thirty nine ninety nine. And they you know they're gonna round up. They will always round up.
1: Yeah, so but you're rounding
0: getting
1: screwed. up to, you're, you're exactly. You're, they're rounding up for shits and giggles at that point. Yeah, yeah we're getting. We're, they're they're knocking
0: us for another five bucks there.
1: And it's seven hundred and seventy five pieces nah, for a
2: hundred of. It's twenty cents
0: per piece. The, the value on that set is that's that's. I wanted that set pretty badly, but that the value on that is brutal. You got to
2: boycott Lego, Carlos. The the, <laughs>
1: the the value on that set at one twenty Canadian, is doable, but at one forty, now. Take that price and put it to what they're going to sell it at Toys R Us at one fifty five. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a flat no. No, it makes no absolutely no sense. It's it's frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. I'm not done.
2: Oh, oh, oh.
1: the Resistance ITS transport. Now this set, it's a cool spaceship, man. Okay, it's from this uh from uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay, it's kind of like a mix of the Tantive Four. And the U Wing. Okay. It has the front. It looks like a hammerhead on the front with the U Wing, uh, the four jets on the back, right? Is that the it's set cool with, uh, with Vi in it? Exactly. Vi Marotti, Lieutenant Bex, you have an Astromech droid and a Gonk Power droid. Okay. So you're getting four minifigures in a set that's 99 US dollars. Okay. Already 140 Canadian. 140 Canadian for this set with four minifigures, two of them droids, two no name characters. Like, you'd have to really go deep into canon to find these characters. 932 pieces. I would be comfortable at 110 or 120 for this set. 140 for a set that, like, I could buy a Lego Technic set or a 3 in 1 creator something that has nothing to do with Star Wars and still looks like a spaceship
0: this does yeah, not with speak LEGO. To me. no this that set's going to sit on the pegs that set is vastly overpriced unless somebody is
1: collecting all the uh blue and gray sets like Pose X-wing, the the Resistance X-wing, the bomber or if- the, the yes, exactly. The resistance bomber, the armored of the assault tank, or the 501st first Legion, where you have a lot of the the, the blue and gray, mm-hmm. and you want to you know have like a, a full display of those things. I I I was I wanted to, I was interested in this set, not at that price. It's impossible. Worse, we're getting to worse. General <laughs> Grievous' starfighter. This is this is an eighty dollar. US set. Okay. You have three minifigures. You have a an airborne trooper. You have Obi-Wan and General Grievous. The Obi-Wan torso, which is supposed to be from Utapau, okay, has like the scar and burn damage from Mustafar. It's not even accurate. So it's the repack from the Mustafar dual set. Exactly. Okay. Repack from the Mustafar duo. 487 pieces for 120 Canadian dollars. Ooh. Pricing me out, man.
2: So, yeah. Pricing me out. Yeah. The exchange there, that, that should have been, I would have said 109.
1: 109 would have been in line with the Dorito TIE Fighter. The Sith TIE Fighter. Or the TIE Dagger why is this 120 dollars why for three minifigs one who shouldn't even be in the pack the torso is completely wrong okay you have an airborne clone trooper who's really really cool the ship i'll I'll be honest the ship looks it's the best general grievous starfighter we've ever seen it's It's gorgeous it looks really really good but it's not worth 120 dollars nope
0: i'm sorry it's not even worth the 80 us no this is half the size of the kylo ren uh tie silencer and it's a third more in cost for forget it that's another deal breaker next
1: (laughs) (laughs) now we're getting into decent price okay we have the knights of ren transport ship the night buzzard okay (laughs) We have three minifigs with Ray and the two knights of Ren that are missing from the from the six. Okay? For five hundred and ninety-five pieces in the US, it's seventy dollar set. In Canada, $99. $99. It's a hundred dollars for five hundred and ninety five pieces. It's in line with let's say a regular TIE fighter.
0: This ship oh, have, should be much bigger than this, than 500 pieces.
1: That, that's also a good point. But if you look at what they're
0: presenting, I'm okay with this. It, I mean, it's a cool looking model of it. It just, to me, it's, it, this thing it should be too a little, it's, it's way too small.
1: I, I agree that it does look small. Okay. But you're getting the two Knights of render that are left. And these are like very desirable figures. And you have that awesome Ray figure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know what? I'll give this set a pass. Even if you're going from 70 to 100, 70 US to 100 Canadian dollars, I would still get this. If I'm, if I'm a collector and I'm looking for the two last nights of Ren, this is worth it for me. It's, and, and not only that, it's a sleek ship and it's a sleek build. It, it looks pretty nice. It's a cool looking ship. No question. For me, I'm paying that premium because it's a Star Wars set. I, I don't have issues. Like, obviously, I'd prefer it if it was 90 instead of 99 But I'm okay with it. Then we get to the lower price sets, which seeing as how they are lower priced, it's not that bad. Okay, we're talking about like a $10 disparity between U.S. and Canadian dollars. Which makes those other sets at the top of the uh, uh, at the top of the curve even more out of line. It it just shows the disparity that much more. You have the armored assault tank. Okay, from the Clone Wars with the Ahsoka minifigure. You have the three thirty second trooper, and you have two battle droids with the AET. The AET kind of looks short and stubby, with an like extra long cannon. It's not the greatest AET as far as, but Ahsoka minifigures themselves are going for over $50. If you're going to get a $50 set, you get the whole set plus the Ahsoka figure. I think you're in the money.
0: What I wouldn't do to have like 50 of those 332nd troops. Oh man. Gorgeous, right? They're so cool.
1: Gorgeous, but then you'd have 50 of those ugly AETs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what sucks. But you also get a couple of those battle droids. So I you know what? I give it a pass. Then you have the the, the Lego Star Wars advent calendar. They've been fifty dollars on the Lego set, they've always been fifty dollars for the last, I think, at least five years. Before that, there were 40, 50 Canadian dollars. A lot of great minifigs in this set. Like, I'm not a fan of the advent calendars. This one's a good one. So I'm going to skip right over it. (laughs) Next, we have the 501st Legion Clone Troopers Pack, where you have three regular 501st Troopers. You have a 501st Jet Trooper and two uh, Battle Droids. You have the the ATDP and you have a Bark Speeder for 40 canadian dollars
0: it's 30 in the u.s no problems with this whatsoever nope this is yeah this this set yeah it's got a little tiny little overcharge but yeah no problem yeah but but
1: considering that people have been dying for a 501st battle pack like this is the best way to get your 501st troopers i could see myself getting two or three packs of these not even building the bark speeder not even building the AT. Uh, the ATDPs just
0: parting them out, and keeping the troopers. The troopers are so cool, man. I, yeah, I tell you, the they're... seventh season of Clone Wars did something to me. It broke my brain in terms of troopers.
1: <laughs> no, I I agree, and I think that's part of the marketing. Like, oh, absolutely. They, yeah, that was part of it for me. the The fact that you get six six uh, mini figs in a forty dollars set, I, I can I can give you the forty bucks for that. Absolutely. And then there's Anakin Jedi Interceptor. It's $40 as well. You're getting an Anakin and an R2 with the Interceptor from the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. But once again, we have the same problem with an Anakin Skywalker torso repack from the Dula Mustafar with the burn damage but he was not burned at the beginning of revenge of the sith no nope. nope. there's and his ship was damaged at the beginning of that of the episode 3 so there's uh, for me it's cheap and lazy and considering we got Anakin's jedi
0: starfighter 2 years ago at $25 yeah that to me is like and, one of the best value sets out there
1: absolutely and it was marketed as such right but not now you're you're coming and you're giving us something quite similar i think there's like maybe 20 pieces more in this
0: set for 15 dollars more yeah it's a kick. yeah a little kick in the kick in the pills there no doubt i i will uh, I, probably still be getting this set though just to pair it with with the uh the starfighter from two years ago you know what the va- the value of this set is that it's only 40 dollars like you could look
1: at it and say that's ah, only 40 bucks
0: yeah this is my wheelhouse the like the formerly 25 dollar price point up to 40 like that's where i like to live with lego yeah no and and a lot of people are a lot of people are like you could get this you
1: could get it you can get the the 501st battle pack uh i think i think you're you're in good shape you know what i mean like even the aat at uh, $49.99, if if this set was sold at $49.99 at Toys R Us, if it went on sale, you'd be getting a good deal on it. But how, how much is this gonna be at Toys R Us when it comes out?
0: 57. 60 bucks. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish.
1: I, I'm I honestly I'm I'm completely I'm not gonna say I'm priced out of Lego. I'm I'm definitely not priced priced out of Lego. Like I know for a fact I'm getting the Knights of Ren transport ship. Like I definitely will be. But it makes getting, you think
0: twice, right? And it makes you think about where you're going to well, get it, and it makes you think about maybe space out your purchases or be more choosy.
1: Yeah, well, well, for me, I was, I was like, I'm going to get the Death Star final duel, but guess what? I'm not getting it at 140. No way am I getting it at 140. No, nope. there's no way. Deal breaker. The I am going to get the AAT. I'm going to use my Lego points <laughs> to get the AAT. Uh, the the Adat. Okay, the the A T A T, not the A A T. That that's trash. I'll probably get it later, <laughs> but like, yeah, those are those are the besides the five hundred first legion clone trooper pack. It's the A-A-T... I'm sorry, the A T A T and the Knights of Ren transport ship. Those are the three out of this out of this not, out of these nine sets. Those are the three that I'm I'm committing to buying. Whereas the, from the previous wave. I want them all.
0: Yeah, like this set this wave here, like every single set I scroll by, I go, I want that. There's there's a reason for me to want all of them. And like that transport ship, I was like, nah, don't care. Oh wait, is that via Morati? Now I want it. It's crazy. <laughs> but that you know that that at that price, it's an easy pass for me. But do you like the look of that ship? It's okay. It's pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's screams Star Wars. It's got that yeah. that hammerhead look to it for sure. But f- to be honest, if you replace that Vimarati with a generic Resistance pilot, that uh, it's it, no not a chance. It's all about the figure for me. And for one hundred forty dollars for a Lego figure, uh, I can't do it. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. And and the fact that there's only four
1: minifigs in that pack, and two of them are droids. Yeah, what you're pricing me out?
0: Yeah, no, that's that. That's I can totally see that set sitting forever, on pegs.
1: I don't know. It, it's it's disappointing, man. It's it's truly disappointing. And look, we're we're still gonna be getting a, a couple of surprise sets uh, from October and November, I believe. Uh, October, we're getting a UCS, probably an updated Imperial shuttle between four and 500 Canadian dollars. Um, and if I don't get news of that before the AT-AT drops, then I'm, I'm going to spend that money on the AT-AT, just because there's a 40th, um, uh, 40th anniversary of empire Lego uh, logo on the, on the front of the box.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know that says something to me, <laughs> for sure. No,
1: for, for sure. I mean, it, it it truly, truly does. And considering it's probably the best designed ATET on the market, or not on the market, but that they've they've ever built. It looks gorgeous. We know that it's going to be well built. That's the one thing about Lego sets is that, as years have gone on, the, the builds are are better and better. Oh, like. Yeah. The the technic cores of the, of these sets are, are fantastic and they're they're really good and you know what that ten percent that ten cents per piece rule, is quickly going is quickly thrown out of the water you know like oh it's it, gone it, it's it's gone but you can't ask me to pay twenty cents per piece no nope. for uh, General Grievous a starfighter no nope, absolutely I mean not. I, I mean it, it, look. It's cool. It's in canon. Uh, Obi Wan steals it to 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 escape from Udar It's great. It docks with the the Tanta Four. It, there's so much about it that's like fantastic. But it's not worth 120 Canadian dollars plus tax. Nope. Not it's at sad. all. It's sad. And and Toys R Us gave us that respite, of knowing that like four times a year it's going to be on sale at 20% off and now their 20% off sale is not even equal
0: to what i'm going to pay at the lego store and get the points yeah i think the only thing that maybe or maybe they're pinning their hopes to this is that a lot of these sets come with unlock codes for the upcoming lego skywalker saga game right so you buy one of these sets and there's a code in the box and it allows you to Open up a character or a ship or whatever yeah. it is. I yeah. Maybe especially with the Razor Crest for sure. We know that there's a code there. Yeah, the the Grievous ship has unlock codes. The AT-AT yeah. has unlock codes. The Throne Room. I want to say they all do. The ITS transport. I don't know.
1: I just, I just, I, I, for me, it's like you, you want to appeal to to collectors and. Uh, What I don't understand is why you're going to give me a a set with a piece count that's very similar to another set that you released last year for $15 more when, when we're talking about Anakin's Jedi Starfighter or the Interceptor versus his Jedi Starfighter. It's almost the same piece count. And you're not even giving me an accurate torso print for the character like why what greed laziness yeah i don't like it i just don't like it and it's not that it's it's not a question of unfair or not okay it's 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 really not but if you look at the death star final duel okay at 140 canadian dollars for 775 pieces That's 775. You're getting three of probably the most iconic characters in all of Star Wars with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Emperor Palpatine. And there's also two Imperial Guards. Okay. So you're getting five amazing minifigs in a set. And it's from the most iconic scene in Return of the Jedi. It's great, but it's not worth twenty cents per piece. Mm -mm.
0: Absolutely right. Yep. Uh, It's it's yeah. I I don't know why they. I mean, it's obviously they they want their money, and they're gonna pass on these all the costs. They get passed on to us, and we have to eat it, and it sucks. But you know, it'll it'll come back to hurt them, and they'll have to revise their pricing strategy. Yep. I, I I think I think that's what's gonna
1: end up happening, but it just sucks in the meanwhile and and you know what I'll be honest with you, the summer wave is always more expensive, okay like the winter wave uh you have a lot more of these uh twenty five to forty dollars sets uh you get the battle packs at the beginning of the year and i I, I guess it's part of their their business strategy uh also knowing that there isn't going to be a uh triple force friday uh, or just any type of force friday where they're uh unveiling sets for an upcoming movie i completely understand that like I I, I I i and i understand that like lego needs to make money and they have to pay the licensing fees i just don't see the 40% Increase on the prices of some of these sets, and and I don't see how retailers in Canada can boost thirty percent on top of that.
0: Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. It hurts. Like when you're invested in a line, like like you are with Lego, when the price goes up, it's like, come on, guys. Like I want to love you, and you're making it hard for me. Like when Black Series goes up from twenty nine ninety nine, which is already five dollars more than it would be just based on exchange. under normal circumstances now they're like 32 bucks a figure yeah guys like you're killing me you want me to buy your stuff you know star wars already gets a hit for you know from people saying that star wars toys don't sell anymore and the brand is dead well part of it is you're you're making it real tough yeah for people to keep up anyway uh anyways but that
1: said i'm getting the (laughs) atat Uh, I'm going to get the Knights of Ren transport ship. I'm going to get the 501st Legion Clone Troopers pack. I might get my first ever Star Wars advent calendar. Like, I, I, I've never gotten it, but there's such cool minifigs, man. You got a, a Darth Vader with a Christmas sweater. You have a Poe Dameron with, with the Christmas sweater. You have, like, probably uh, a better um, A-wing build in this advent calendar than we did in the, uh, the death star trench run (laughs) from, uh, the, um, from May the 5th, uh, May the 4th. Uh, there's a lot of cool minifigures here, a little deal with a Christmas hat. I, I, I just, this is probably the best Lego advent calendar that we've seen in a long, long time, as far as minifigure selection. So, you know what? Like, but besides that, there, the AET I'm gonna have to get it on special. And oh, yeah. those other ships and the final duel, I, I can. I, I'm, there's, there's no room in my collection for, for things that I don't need. If there was a Tie Fighter in this line, and it was overpriced, I'd probably still get it because I'm a Tie Fighter guy but i don't i don't see where these other ships fit in my collection i just i just don't
0: yeah tough choices to be made man <laughs> for sure that said if if news comes
1: for the the imperial shuttle and it's less than $400 i might have to wait on the ATAT. <laughs> i might get the that that new ucs set but we'll see uh When the uh, the price is dropped, because there's rumors of it being 300 US, and if if that's the case, I don't know how expensive it's going to be in Canada. Like it's it scares me right now. Compared when I look at the prices now,
0: you never know. I, I it wouldn't shock me to see them boosted all the way to 449. Wouldn't yeah, shock me for a second.
1: Me. Oh man, that's it. That's my Lego rent. Sorry, guys.
0: Well. If- <laughs> Um, I
2: you hope get... you're sorry,
0: Jesus. <laughs> Did you actually get any Lego this week?
1: Yeah, I got. Well, I got the uh, the two poly bags of the oh, poli. Right, 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 right. Yeah, oh, that,
4: yeah, that was and... a long time
2: ago. Man, don't get him started again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't be jealous, Corey. Just because it's the first week, you don't have a collecting update.
2: Well, whatever. I just had a good like ten minute nap, so I'm pretty. I'm good to go now.
1: Oh, I, I, did, I did see the ghost. Uh, Shout out. No, I did see the ghost on sale in uh, one of the Facebook groups that I follow at 240
2: Ooh, Canadian. That's not bad. Wow. Yeah. Built or like in box or what?
1: No, no, not in box. Open but complete. Wow. Cool. Um, yeah, I, pa- I passed on it because Rebels is trash.
2: Whatever. In <laughs> you <and> your <laughs> TIE Fighter fetish. What you do with those Lego.
0: All right, sunstroke, get out of here. Um, <laughs> my uh, for Father's Day, the fam got me a Boba Fett Funko Pop. It is a 2020 Spring Convention Limited e- Edition exclusive. Uh, it's if you want to look it up, it's Boba Fett number 297, and he's the the box is black. Boba Fett's all in black. He's got uh, a red mythosaur on his helmet, off, like off centered. It's a cool figure, man. It comes in uh, an acrylic box. For protection's sake. What a rad little figure, man. Like, I always kind of complain about Boba Fett. and He's overrated. But this, like, they woke me up with this this morning. And I was like, oh, this is so rad. I love this thing. So, yeah, that's, uh, that is the only thing I managed to add to my collection for this week. But it's a biggie. Like, it's a good add to my Funko collection. It's it's a really highly sought-after piece, too. From what I can tell. So I'm thrilled to add that to the to the collection. But anyway, um, yeah, moving on. <clears throat> so like I said before, we're gonna get some uh, Hasbro reveals, which we can talk about next week. Uh, we're also gonna get some news of the High Republic from Charles Soule's perspective, um, with the Light of the Jedi book that's gonna be coming out tomorrow. As people listen to this, um, and also like if I if I notice a drop in listenership this week, I'm gonna blame. The release of Star Wars Episode One Racer, like that Pod Racer game, is supposed to be coming out this week, the twenty third. I thought you were
2: gonna blame Carlos for his rant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm blaming it. Episode One Racer. Like I cannot wait for this. This was supposed to come out in May, and then was delayed because of pandemic, and it just it just pushed things back. No release date was given, but it appears as though we are on, right on the cusp of this. I'm so stoked. This is something I. I feel like I just want to download on day one, just hole up in the basement, hide from the summer heat, and just play my face off with my kids all day. Like, I can't wait to get into that. Um, which is a good, that's a good segue into the, I guess, the maybe the biggest news of, the, well, not quite the biggest news of the week, but um, Star Wars Squadron. We got that trailer, we got some gameplay footage. Did you guys see that this week? Oh, yeah, wait, I did I, a little bit, yeah. Whew, I needed a sh- cold shower after some of that, man. <laughs> Holy cow, that looked cool to me. Um, October 2nd is when that comes out, and it looks absolutely wild. Uh, and if you're going to play this on your PC or PS4, and you've got the appropriate headgear, you can play it in VR mode, which is just got to be the coolest thing ever. Like, I don't have either of those things, at least for gaming purposes. It, man, this thing looks so cool that I, it makes me want to try and get my hands on a VR thing just so I can play it in that mode. But the uh, the campaign, I think we're still kind of figure out what exactly the campaign, the story mode is. But it looks to be set right after Return of the Jedi, post-Endor, but before the Battle of Jakku. So like I said, we don't know exactly what the synopsis is, but we'll get looks into the Empire's Titan squadron, uh, the Rebellion's Vanguard squadron. So we'll get to experience, and you get to play it from both sides the game. So you'll see both sides of, uh, like both both points of view on how this you know the end end of this war came to be, and that I find that really rad because you do get to play the Battle of Jakku in Battlefront Two. So all these little threads are going to connect together uh, on these on these video games. I find that rad. Anyway, so I one of the things I thought would be cool if they managed to pull it off. So that, obviously the Empire is in a tailspin at this point. And some people in the Imperial ranks, depending on where they were in the galaxy when Endor happened, they don't actually believe that Palpatine is dead. So it'd be cool to see if they play with that a little bit. Um, but you know, I think there's a line in the trailer where they flat out say that they're flying for vengeance. So maybe, I guess they know that the Emperor is dead. Uh, but anyway, cool stuff to... anyway. Uh, appearances from Hera which had me falling out of my chair Sweet. Uh, finally we get to see a Starhawk cruiser that's kind of what I imagine them to look like broadly speaking but it's nice to see one finally put to screen Uh, Wedge Wedge makes a little appearance in that trailer and that promises lots of little connections to Aftermath novels and Alphabet Squadron novels which uh, has a book coming out to wide release I think this week so we are we are busy little bees here in Star Wars. And then
2: yeah, I'm I'm down like me, not even so much for the campaign, but like, like this this will prompt me to get to get a system like, like too sweet man, like got to get one.
0: Oh, you're gonna you're gonna multiplayer about- it?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Like me and my buddy were talking about it the other day, John Billro. Just like yeah, like if it is like that, I'm I'm just kind of assuming. But when I hear wh- heard what they said in the trailer about squadrons of five, you know, like I could so imagine, like you know, like even guys from like the Commonwealth, you know, like hey, let's meet up in this room at uh, such and such a time and just go out there and fight like a crew of five, you know.
0: If ever like I'm I I can't stand multiplayer online. If ever there was a game that was gonna do it, it's this one. This would be the game where I would say, "All right, I'll I'll come play with you guys for a bit. Let's and hopefully not get hooked." Like the, everything about this game just looks so rad to me. Like the game controls, and like I'm a I'm a simpleton. I like few buttons, you know. But like the controls on this look so much more elaborate and sophisticated than anything we've ever seen. And like there's like this power management aspect to the game, which allows you to sort of shift power from. Like weapons to shields to engines, which is so cool. Like, how that is just so rad. Depending on what the mission is and what your, like, the health of your ship. It's so cool to me that you can just take your weapons, power them down so you can beef up those shields and survive a bit longer. That to me is so good. Like, I'm going to suck so hard at this game, but I don't think I'm (laughs) going to care. I just can't wait to play it. So yeah, um, video game. Stuff. I can't wait
2: to see what kind of Starfighters they have available too. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, obvi- yes, for sure. I mean, like Battlefront Two gives you pr- a pretty wide range. I don't know why the Naboo N1 was never part of it. So I desperately hope that this is worked in somehow. The the N1 Naboo Starfighter get- comes into this game. No sign of the B-wing either, which breaks my heart.
2: Yeah, seriously. But hopefully- that needs to get on screen.
0: Hopefully there's some DLC stuff and I, I, the B wing might just be because it's such an odd ship that if you wanted to capture yeah. the ship's mechanics it it's just it's a game unto itself kind of thing. Anyway, a bit of overload is starting to creep in for me with video games because like I said with Pod Racer coming out, the Lego Skywalker Saga, uh, I I still haven't played Fallen Order. I got to do I got to get on that real soon just to avoid this pending bottleneck of games. So it's, it's, you know, it's an embarrassment to riches. It's a great time to be alive if you're a, a video game fan. But holy cow, they're starting to come fast and furious now.
4: After my heart attack... Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com.
0: Anyway, um, let's uh, let's move on ahead here. This was sort of like the the big news of the week another rumor uh, but i like it i like the rumor i like where it's coming from so I'm, I'm okay with talking about it but noah from kessel run transmissions who's had scoops before that have panned out he said via twitter we can 100 percent say that the next star wars animated series feature features the bad batch as the main leads it'll take place after the siege of mandalore and hunter crosshair tech wrecker and echo will all be back the Bad Batch arc in season 7 was a backdoor pilot for this new series as a way to get the audience familiar with these characters. Rex and Ahsoka will also appear in a limited capacity. Production is far along and you can expect it in 2021. And he also went on to say that they don't know if Filoni is involved. Um and this was this was definitely going to be something they wanted to announce at Celebration, but that's not happening, so uh you know obviously this is A rumor until Lucasfilm says otherwise. But like I said, I think these guys are solid. So I'm good with talking about it. But Carlos, what do you think? Bad Batch. Can they carry a show? Are you excited?
1: I don't think they can carry a show,
0: guys. It's questionable, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm not convinced that they can carry a show. Unless there is a specific mission that they're the, the best suited for. Like, I don't think just throwing them around the galaxy and, like, Freak of the Week type of episodes, I don't think that's going to work at all. Yeah, if like, you A-Team
0: me... a- Adventure of the Week is like, eh.
1: No, I-, I don't see it. If you tell me that there's a series and it's a 10-episode or 8-episode um, series, a mini- mini-series of them co- completing their arc somehow... I'm cool with it, but I don't see it being an episodic thing. I, there's this is obviously I'm just speaking for me. I do not see the depth in these characters. They're all cool. I mean, uh, the the first four episodes of this of season seven were were pretty cool, and we got to see a different side of the, of the clones that I, I, that I very much appreciate. And I think a lot of people did as well. Um, but I don't see a full series with these guys, unless it's something extremely specific. That's just my opinion. When I, when I saw the, the news, I'm like, where's Ezra? Where's Thrawn? Where's Sabine? Where's more interesting characters? I'm sorry, this is just... And, and I'm sure there's people out there who love the Bad Batch, who who are dying to see more, but if you're just dying to see more, just for more, as opposed to something that's going to expand canon and make things better, I don't know. That's not me. What do you think, Corey?
2: Uh, to be honest, I'm not all that surprised by it. Like I'm going to take it with a grain of salt as well. Like, you know, these are legit legitimate guys reporting it but at the same time, like, um, I always wait for confirmation to really, you know, but it does seem like a backdoor pilot, like they said in a way when they were introduced, like so it doesn't really surprise me, but at the same time, I don't know how comfortable I am with it as well. like it, there's there's something about it that's I don't know a little off, but I don't know if they can carry a series either, to be honest, but I love the characters and you know, I like what you said, Carlos. Like I could see it being you're gonna get those 18 kind of episodes, even it like it. but if they had a specific goal in mind, like a quest, like this big mission, like here's what we have to do post uh Order 66, right? So like they have this big quest and they have to travel across the entire galaxy or something, and along the way they have a whole bunch of different adventures. I see that kind of being cool, but one of most interesting interested about in the show is really like uh what the galaxy what's happening to the galaxy right after order 66 and the purge of the jedi you know like the oppression begins and i don't know like hopefully they you know I'll, i'm not too worried about that i would think that you know they're not, they're not going to turn this into like teenage mutant ninja turtles you know what i mean like they're they're saying gonna about
0: have it ninja turtles now hold on a second yeah well you know what i mean They're no i, have I a, do uh, not defend yourself sir
2: <laughs> i just wanted to be a, a larger overarching story
0: well i now which ninja turtle show are you talking about because there's multiple. The
2: one that we grew up with
0: okay yeah that was that was crap <laughs> you could have been talking about the uh you know the one from like 2012 or so which was utterly phenomenal that was good in terms of storytelling and then there's the one that's out now, which I don't know anything about. You got to specify, Corey. You, you could have given some people some uh, serious acid reflux there with that take.
2: Either way, like there's got to be <laughs> a larger story at play, I would think. But you know, it could. We 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 haven't got much stories in in that time period, so I think that's kind of interesting. Interesting, and it also leaves leaves room for other characters to kind of come back, like you know, Rex maybe. and
0: like when we talked about these guys like i thought these guys were a shoo-in for a comic book series with idw or marvel or whatever and that might still happen because they would be perfect for that sort of adventure of the week type comic and that would be fine that would be completely fitting of the characters and their sort of air quotes lot in terms of where they sit in 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 star wars in fandom um you know, we get these announcements of shows like, oh, Ahsoka is getting, which is still not official, but Ahsoka is getting a live action show. And Kenobi, all these shows where you hear something and like even with Cassie Nandor, who is like a character that we don't know terribly well. He's been in one movie. But when you get when you're told about the show, you're like, oh, I can totally picture what this show is going to be about. And, they, you know, they frame it around sort of a. Spy thriller type thing. I got it. I'm in. Like it sounds compelling, and I you kind of you see the time period. You know what's going on with this. You don't know, like because like when they walk away, when the Bad Batch walks away and Echo joins them, and you know, we're still pre-order sixty six. So what what do these guys do? Like that to me is the sort of like what makes this show either work or not. Like what what is the hook or the premise? You know are, are if if this turn, turns out to be a show where order 66 went down and they all just went uh-huh okay and the show is about them hunting down straggler jedis oh, I'm just going to I'll be really
2: that's not going to happen dude
1: mm-hmm. I I think it's the opposite and and this this is where I'm okay with with the show is if they are the reason why the empire stops using clones
0: Well, this is kind of where I'm going. It's that, you know, these guys were a Bad Batch, and it's not just because they were, you know, mutated. It's that just... They were not docile, like like Jango Fett clones were supposed to be. They were not... They were independent, and so they were kind of cast out. But, like, still, like, did these guys have the chip? Did they execute Order 66? Was it, like... At this point, like, I say no. You know, like they're loners anyway so it's not like they had a jedi general traveling with them yeah so you know maybe they were used as like some sort of special ops group by like the late republic early empire sent to hunt those stragglers and if that's an element of the show that's fine but if it it gets more interesting if you have them have like that rex level of struggle where they're like this doesn't feel right we shouldn't be doing this and if they fight Order sixty six, and they they grapple with it, or or maybe they're sent. How would you feel if if the part of the premise of the show is that they're t- because they're so elite and their skills are so unique that they are tasked to go find Kenobi or Yoda, who the em- emperor knows are you know they both are probably still alive. Go find them. Nah, you know That's nah. I mean it's kind of cool. I don't know if it carries a show,
2: but you know, I, they'll, they'll I, never put. Pit these guys against the good guys.
0: Why not? I mean, that's the, that's that was the whole prequels were about.
2: Well, Echo knows. Like Echo's probably removed his chip. He's probably gonna fill them in.
0: Was Echo's chip removed?
2: I don't know. I, I would think so, just because no reasons, more or less. But he knew about Fives.
0: Anyway, like. Things only get serious for me, like with the with the report when they say, "Oh, and Rex and Ahsoka are gonna show up too." And then you go, "Oh, well, okay, now things will get cool." It was like, "Well, wait a sec. I I shouldn't need Rex and Ahsoka as amazing as they are to come in and like pick up the show." Exactly. And I'll, I'll welcome it with open arms, of course. But I need to know what the premise of this show is. Like, I just don't. I don't want it to be some generic yeah, we're just going to hunt Jedi. That's our job now. Like, I I would like to see them as a conflicted group of, of clones who picked up just a little something. Just trying to
2: survive, man. I hope maybe they're being hunted too, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I hope this is just not the soldiers of fortune type thing. Like, to me, that would be very bland enough. Unless you can inject some sort of complexity when it comes to, like, accepting their role in order 66 and the purge and the, the onset of M of the empire. If they rebel against that, things can get kind of cool anyway. um, Yeah. My, for, from, from my standpoint, like
1: I, I want, I want them to be the reason why the empire doesn't use clones anymore. Like that, that would be like, a nice way to link the Republic to the empire. Yeah.
0: That that, that would be a good idea for sure.
1: You know, but, but other than that, like I said, that the the whole freak of the week thing, it's like, Ooh, that's, that's loose. Wow. I'm really loose lipped. Like (laughs) I was going to swear
0: at least five times today. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a a couple of glasses of wine. That'll, that'll loosen you up. Yeah. That's father's day. (laughs) You know what'd be cool? what would be cool is uh, following the the finale of season seven. Rex and Ahsoka crash the ship, and where do they go? Right. It would be kind of cool if Rex goes. Oh, I know some guys. And Rex and Ahsoka look up the Bad Batch and say, like, we need we need your help. And so maybe they then they become like a pack of six but then it becomes not about, the, uh, I don't know. It's don't not know about, about the bad batch anymore. Yeah, like, exactly. That's that's kind of, of my selling fear. it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, and, and the, the problem with that is that we, we see Ahsoka and Rex like 15 years mm-hmm. down the road. Like, do we need to see them right away? Yes. With the bad, like, <laughs> okay, I guess for, for some, no, I'm joking. whatever, do. I know what you mean. No, but you, you know what I mean? Like, not everything has to be so everything has to be tied together like like tied together things where we don't see the strings that that's fun but like there's no reason to pull down it's it's the the analogy of like low hanging fruit like there's no there's no need to do that
2: i'd like to see them find gregor cuz gregor was kind of like the last you see him in the clone wars you, you kind of take him to be dead
1: I don't but, remember exactly, but anyway. maybe it's a, yeah,
0: maybe it's a thing like you know, let's let's find as many of our brothers as we can, and and come back against the empire, and that's why we only by the end you know, come to come rebels. It's Rex with Gregor and Wolf, right? And what where are the Bad Batch at this point? They did could be right there's actually there's some people saying that uh the bad batch morphs eventually into scar squadron that that group of elite stormtroopers in the marvel run and it's kind of eerie how the skill sets of each character kind of overlaps you have like the big strong guy and you have the sharpshooter and you've got the technology guy so are these guys reabsorbed back into the empire at some point and become Scar Squadron, that, you know, that's I don't know. This I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in for the show obviously, but they've got to sell me on this. This is not like one of those shows where I'm just like I don't care what it's about. It's going to be awesome. They got to show me with this one. Cool. Um. All right, moving ahead. Lastly, here we save this to the end. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to Disney Gallery Mandalorian this week. What a what a run this show was for the last couple of months. Holy cow! Um, and as far as I'm concerned, this final episode may it was definitely for me the most entertaining. They were all really, good eh? and noteworthy, but this one to me was like it had, this one had several laugh out loud moments for me. Like it, I thought this one was just so much fun. And Carlos, you didn't you haven't seen this one, right? No, no,
1: I didn't. I uh, was a little bit too busy. I didn't see it, but. Uh... I'm interested to know your guys thoughts. Cause I definitely will either tomorrow or the day after
0: watch it and probably binge the whole series again. Oh, so, so much fun. Corey, do you seem to be, uh, were you not feeling this one? Was it not epic enough? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, I guess I, had,
2: I didn't know what it was about until I started watching. Right. And when I saw connections, I was like, Ooh, all about connections. And don't get me wrong. It was a great episode. Like I loved it. I loved the whole series, but after it was said and done, I can't say that it was the episode that I think I was most enthralled by or captivated or interested in or intrigued by.
0: Well, I th- yeah, you're right. I think other episodes have had more to offer in terms of insight, in terms of like how they write the story and how they come up with story threads. This one was just flat out fun to watch, I think. Yeah, for sure it was
2: fun. Like there were... I'll say one thing. Like The S... Like, the connections, they give us that familiarity, you know, with the environment. It keeps it a bit comfy, cozy, which is what we know of Star Wars, and that's great. But they just, you know, they really did a good job in skimming from the top. They didn't go overboard with connecting everything, you know what I mean? Like, they just took little bits and parts of stuff that, more like, they make sense. Like, the Wolverham Hood thing was the biggest, uh, like... (sighs) shout out i guess where they they kind of like were laughing about it like we got to do this you know
0: oh feloni was on fire in this episode and just he he called out favreau on overselling the like the running of Wilro hoods at at cons (laughs) it was so funny like favreau's talking about how these this background character with his ice cream maker has become such a big deal that they they have this highly anticipated thing at a con and dave's like whoa 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 i wouldn't go that far with (laughs) It's like, it's just a thing they do. It's yeah, You're kind of overselling it. Just to see Filoni bust his chops like that was hilarious to me. Um, th- there was also like th- th- a-, a-, a scene from shooting from the set and Favreau was telling Lucas that you know, the holiday special is canon because you wrote it, right? And George Lucas is just looking back at him so, like,
2: no. not really.
0: No, not really. <laughs> He's just not impressed at all.
2: Oh, because they take the, the, like, basically the Mandalorian's weapon there with the prongs at the top. Like, I forget what, there's a name for it, but.
0: Yeah, they had the name in, of the rifle in the episode, but uh yeah. It's, it's meant
2: for zapping beasts, basically.
0: Oh, yeah, they ripped it right out of the holiday special. The, the look yeah. of it, the purpose of it, what it does, yeah. it's, it's all from that holiday special. And Favreau just thought it was like. Something that George Lucas came up with. And he's like, no, I had nothing. To-. Lucas had nothing to do with that. Um, the, other, the other thing that was so funny to me is when they, towards the end of the episode, when they were talking about the X-Wing pilot scene at the end of episode five, when Filoni and Deborah Chow and uh, Rick Famuyiwa were in X-Wing pilot suits to go blow up that space station. Like the story that Filoni tells around that is hilarious. Like I mean, how? Yeah, was it episode yeah, that was six, a good five? Story. Or yeah, it was episode six. It was just so funny. Like he didn't want to do it. Like he's not an act. He's not an on-screen guy. But uh, they did some screen tests, and John Favreau liked it, and decided ah, we're gonna do it. <laughs> so Filoni is is helping Rick do some uh like I think first unit or assistant director on one of the episodes he's helping him get some footage and he's got a flight later that day so he's like oh this goes a bit long and then i got to go to the airport and then they're like federal calls him he's like no you got to come in and he's just not going to let him live it down if he missed it and it was it was just so funny to wait Filoni talks about not wanting to do any of that
2: <laughs> yeah like usually he's like in production or directing or whatever but he's saying he's like Basically, there's 30 people surrounding him for this one shot, like, all looking at him, and he's like, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, and even at that, it's like, Feloni's saying, yeah, but I learned something from, from that, from, like, an actor acting perspective. And Favreau's like, you learned something from that? <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys were just busting each other's chops for the whole time, and I thought that was made this episode great. Oh, it was so good. But, like, Favreau... When they finally got a little bit serious, like they were talking about like how they're always asking themselves and each other how something that they're writing for the Mandalorian, how is it going to play with the fans? And this episode, it, it for me, it brought, brought to light the the entire discussion of like doing fan service for the hell of it, when it can come off as cheap, and then doing fan service when it makes sense for the story. And I think that's two. there's two things going on in Star Wars with that, like Star Wars today with that sort of philosophy where like Ryan Johnson was saying that when he was doing the last Jedi, he's like, no, I just, you, you can't do that. You When you write, make us make a movie or tell a story, you got to tell the story that feels authentic and personal and right for you. And so you can't think about what the fans want. And I'm not quoting him obviously, but that was, that's his way of approaching it. And then, Favreau and Filoni going like no we we're always wondering how is this going to work for the fans and it's it's it was really interesting to me because I thought season one of Mandalorian like nailed it and the only time I felt like I was being beaten over the head with fan service is that episode from Tatooine you know which they talked about a lot in this episode that Tatooine episode but Corey what do you think like what's your thoughts on uh like, fan service for the hell of it versus when it's appropriate.
2: Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I think they they dabbled in it just the right amount. Like, I didn't think there was too much throughout the series. Like, yes, okay, we had Jawas and the ATST Chicken Walker. Uh, I don't know. Like, there, there wasn't all that much. Like, the biggest thing in the long run was really the Darksaber, which was the big reveal kind of at the end of the season, which was absolutely amazing. You know that connects directly to rebels which connects directly to like mandalore's deep past like that was really really interesting so i don't know like all in all i think they did a really good job in, like you said just taking bits and parts making it familiar to the fans but again not really overdoing it which was important not just doing it for the fan servicey part of it like
4: you know like, it's okay like everything
2: to do that every now and purpose, and again, right? almost like, as a joke
0: like when when they bring in like uh, ig11 and we'd all go oh cool an ig droid but that yeah. that character served a, had its own arc and served a great purpose to whole season 1 great. so we're all familiar with it uh and then you know flip that with like the, when they revisit the the cantina on Tatooine, where we're all kind of just like kind of freaking out but it's very superficial like r5d4 is in there and it's actually r5d4 and it's like ah all right, you that that's like a just a flat out wink that okay there oh, he is. That's true. I forgot about that one yet. So you know that in that case, I, th- I thought it was sort of like blatant, a, a blatant, and I don't want to call it a misstep, but it's it's one of the rare times where they use nostalgia for nostalgia's sake and not to serve mm-hmm. the story. Like when they bring in the uh, the e web heavy repeating blaster.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: It's a cool moment, and it but it serves the story because we remember that canon from Hoth. And it's like, oh, that thing is serious business. But they use it, you know, to propel the story. To, like, raise the stakes and drive some of the tension of that moment. Like, that's that's using nostalgia and fan service to kind of bolster your story. And so I, I think Season 1 really did a really fantastic job with that. But yeah. Yeah, big time. But otherwise, I thought this episode was terrific. Like, I, this show... I'm so sad to see it go, man. Like, it was an absolute joy to watch. And, like... I
2: Yeah, it's so true.
0: Hearing these people talk, like, I'm in love with every person who got to speak at that table over the course of the 80 episodes. Like, that's my team right there, man. I love what they're doing in that side of Star Wars. I can't wait to see them build out, you know, season two and three of the Mando and just that whole section of the universe. And and not just on Disney+, Plus, but, like, you know what's coming. But at some point, there's going to be Mandalorian comics, and I can't wait for that. And there's going to be, you know, Grief Karga number one at some point, and Cara Dune number one at some point. And I'm in for those as well. And novels, all that stuff's still coming. Like, that whole corner of, of the Star Wars universe is still coming. And, wow, it's like, I, I'm really wondering what like could I'm wondering if the Mandalorian might be my favorite bit of star Wars from the Disney era. I don't, I, I I'm thinking about it. It's giving me something to think about. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for, for season two. Like there was, there was murmurs that uh, there was going to be a trailer for season two, sort of either attached to this final episode or just, they were going to drop it over the weekend. Obviously that didn't happen. But you got to think a a, some kind of teaser trailer is coming soon. You know, if uh, October I think is when they plan on going with with uh, season two, I wouldn't be shocked if we got a a teaser pretty soon. Corey, what's your what's your favorite uh, Disney
1: era Star Wars?
2: I don't know, man. Like, really, like the Last Jedi, Rebels, Uh, Mando is amazing. I can't. I can't say. I don't know. So you you like a lot of it.
1: Oh yeah, cool. So like, I'm I'm
2: yeah. I, I honestly can't say there's nothing I they they've done that I I don't like.
1: So I'm I'm like between the uh, Rebels, Rogue One, and Mando. Last Jedi is awesome, obviously, but there's there's so much toxicity around it that it's like I don't even wanna. I don't even want to go there but um
0: it's amazing, eh? It just like it just the talk around that movie just won't go away.
1: Like the more and more I watch The Rise of Skywalker, the more I appreciate the last Jedi.
0: <laughs> I, I get that for sure. Yeah. It's I, what, I just What about Yuka? I I don't know. Like I think Last Jedi has been, I would say slam dunk my favorite thing in the Disney era. But when i I'm, I'm I keep thinking about Mando and what they're doing there and, and I think part of it is is this show has like the how they do it and the minds behind it has sort of given it sort of like that not artificial bump, but a bump that the Last Jedi maybe didn't doesn't have the benefit of. And sure there is the director and the Jedi as as a Mm-hmm. documentary to accompany it but we're talking you know hours of of disney gallery and hearing from all these players at lucasfilm and how they put this together jeez uh, i don't know it would come down to last jedi and and the mandalorian as my favorite bit of star wars and not you know, not to say nothing of season seven of clone wars which i thought was terrific but yeah i hmm. You're right, though. Like the more I the more I watch, uh, yeah. I, I like you said, Carlos. The more you watch, uh, what, what was it you said? Like the more you watch Rise of Skywalker, of, the more yeah. that you wa- appreciate The Last Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, you know, as far as Last Jedi goes, I just kind of wish I could watch it in a vacuum and just enjoy it without the noise on the outside. Because when I hear, like, I love the movie. But when I pe- see people just stroking the movie, like, so much and so often and, like, as if it's their job, it does this weird thing where I kind of want to be like, would you shut up already? Like, enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's it's a weird feeling to be like, stop talking about the thing that I love. I know you love it, too, but stop talking about it. You're annoying me now. And then even on the flip side where people are like, oh, it, was, it ruined Star Wars go home you're drunk
1: (laughs) you're drunk good times actually there's a
0: a, the rumor uh, Jeremy from starwarsunity.net who's a guy that when he speaks we should all listen Um, as opposed to that other Jeremy out there that we should never pay attention to don't know who that is keep it that way Um, yep so Jeremy, I don't know if he reported it, but yeah. So he he got a rumor from LRM Online, originally known as Latino Review. So if you want to see this, just head over to StarWarsUnity.net, uh, where he they're he's t- citing a source from LRM Online, uh, and they say that the Ryan Johnson trilogy is still a go, that's still happening. Um, and they, the quote from the source is from my source at Lucasfilm: The Ryan Johnson Star Wars films are still on track and will be released after the Taika Waititi Star Wars film. So Taika's movie's probably not till twenty twenty-four because he's got Thor first. And then that means Ryan Johnson is still six years away. <sighs> that's a She's that's far. a ways off. So, uh, you know, people who don't like what he did are probably happy to hear that it's, it's still a long ways off, so they don't have to worry about it just now. Um, but those of us who enjoyed are going, ah, man, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, unless, you know, again, like Lucasfilm would have to add more dates to the calendar if, if Ryan Johnson's movies were to happen sooner. And of course he's doing, he's got his knives out thing going, right? It looks to be something of a universe building up around that movie. So it could be. We could be in it for the long haul here waiting for Ryan Johnson's movies, which for me is a bummer, but we'll see. But Carlos, what do you think? Like, I talked about it uh, coming out of the the, um, last episode of Gallery. Just the idea that there's doing something... With the mind like thinking about pay, paying attention to what how is it gonna play with fans and then just or just completely disregarding it. Because I think if you had Favreau and Ryan Johnson in the same room, it might be a great conversation, but I think they might fundamentally disagree on how to write a, a script or a story. What where where would you fall?
1: Uh you mean if they work together?
0: No, no, just should you create a write a story in a star Wars universe where there's so many expectations and fans have such a deep passion and knowledge of the universe should, should you keep fans in mind when creating the story or just write the story oh. that feels right to you? No, you always write the
1: story that feels right to you because you're coming into it as a fan. I mean, most of them are right. Like yeah. when you- they talk about Star Wars. They talk about how it affected them as a kid and growing up and wanting to work in movies because of what they saw uh, from the original trilogy. So, yeah, you you got to do what the problem is not all fans are created equal so that you can't write something to try to please a certain subsection of fans because they're not all the same. So what you need to do is not necessarily paint every leaf on the tree, but you got to paint your own picture of the Star Wars universe that you want to see. And you you have to hope that it resonates with fans. Because as soon as you start looking to, 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 to paint every leaf, you run out of paint.
0: Yeah, yeah, that I—that's kind of where I would think too. Like, you can't write with the mindset of pleasing people. Like, you'll never—you'll—you'll you'll drive yourself nuts because Star Wars is such a big fandom, and fans have so many different ideas of what's cool and what's not. I think you know a case in point around that discussion is somebody made a fan edit recently of the Ray on Exegol when she kind of stands up and like confronts palpatine after after he kind of drains her power and somebody added force ghosts of the of the jedi to that scene and 90% of the comments that followed oh this should have been in the movie oh that should have been in the movie and i'm like the one person in the comment thread going like no i prefer when it's just ray because it gives ray like the agency of that moment of like giving ray the W, she gets the win. It's about her. It's not about these other people who've already had their story told. But that's mean. I, I'm coming at it from the standpoint of let's let's honor the story that's being told here. Let's not try to stroke the past and, and have this oh this big nostalgic hug with these force ghosts. I agree with you, by the way. Just I figured uh, you yeah. would. Um, but <laughs> we are. I think. I think we're outnumbered and that's fine. I have, who cares. I mean, at the end, we're disagreeing about star Wars, big deal, but I, I, I don't quite understand. the I just can't wrap my head around the idea of why would you want to unseat this character just so that these other guys who we've already had their story told can just or steal the thunder, man. Yes. It's stealing thunder. Corey, I think you just named the name of the episode. What what would you
1: would you prefer that edit, Corey, or what we got?
2: No, what we got. Like I I I get that you know it's kind of cool, but at the same time, like it makes sense. Like the way Kyle does, it's Ray's moment. You know, like it really takes away from that. I mean, they it could have again been done in a way that where it doesn't really take. Like you could see it for like a few seconds maybe, and then it like really revert back to her. And I don't know. It was kind of cool, but what do you do with Kanan at that point, you know? You got animated Kanan there.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, the fan edit had, like, Yoda and, and Kenobi and Anakin showing up and Mace Windu and Qui-Gon. Okay. But, like, these guys, their stories ended, like, on the timeline, like, 60 years ago. Or 50 yeah. years ago, in some cases. It's like, you can't dust them off now. They have no they have no space in this story at this point.
2: No. It's true. The, the, you well, you saw Yoda, but and Luke. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it. it I, I get why people would say it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it makes sense for, like you said, just to hear the voices to resonates just as deep.
0: And, and you know, the more I watch that scene, the more I wish there was fewer voices, but more. I agree. Like, give me Luke, give me Leia, Yoda, give me Kanan all day long. Like to like. <laughs> Here, like Again, like, hearing Ahsoka and Kanan and Luminara Unduli and Aayla Sakura, it feels weird to me. Like, I get it. You know, you're kind of tying up these loose threads and maybe giving the Jedi, the, making it sort of subtle that all the Jedi of the past have kind of uh, become part of a greater whole. But it felt so weird. After going so long without hearing these Jedi... Some of these, you know, I don't want to call them random Jedi, but some of these ones who had very backgroundish roles have suddenly crept into this final, you know, battle in the final movie. It felt kind of weird to me, or increasingly as I more I watch it, it it feels a bit weird. Yeah, I agree. Let's let's do a fan edit where there's just like two voices. (laughs) Instead of giving, like these these are
1: people that like Neapolitan ice cream, like with sprinkles. Yeah,
0: just say, give me everything. Give me everything. Put it all in there. The Force (laughs) Ghost Jamboree, right? Oh boy, yeah. And and that's the thing that I didn't want. So it's interesting, interesting to me, Corey, that you don't like, or you prefer Ray on her own when. I think you were you were a Force Ghost Jamboree type guy.
2: Yeah, but that was more at the end of the movie when all things were said and oh, done. Okay, yeah, that's not true. stealing the thunder. Yeah,
0: hmm. like, like st- the stealing the thunder thing is perfect. Like, I, I, it would be absolutely criminal. Can you imagine the the uproar if that's what they had done? And I, I it would have a huge, had a hugely damaging impact for me with the movie. It's a flawed movie for me to begin with. Fun? Absolutely. But flawed. And if they had given Rey sort of the win, but with an asterisk because she got so much help from the other Jedi, yeah. it would just feel so much limper. So I'm glad that they that J.J. at least had a little bit of wisdom to Restraint. say. Restraint. Restraint. And it's his character, so of course he was going to give her the win. But boy, oh boy. I think you know. Sometimes listening to fans is the worst thing you can do. Probably most of the time, I think. Yep. Because they'll they'll just pick the thing that makes them feel good in the moment, and not the thing that makes sense for the story to ha- you know to, to give it legs to have it stand the test of time. Just that half-hearted win split eight different ways among all these dead Jedi. Ugh. Doesn't to me it doesn't work. Anyway, um, anything else you guys want to get off your chest this week?
1: I'm good, man. I think I've purged enough for this week. Yep.
0: (laughs) You got it all out there, ready to start the week fresh?
1: Yeah, we'll see for next week how that works out. (laughs) But I, I got out most of what I needed to.
0: Well, it's going to be a good week, I think, for Star Wars. So, yeah, collectors are going to get a great start to the week tomorrow with with a bunch of new vintage collection and Black Series reveals, hopefully. Um, book readers, people excited for High Republic are going to, you know, get be treated to to a new thing tomorrow on Monday. So, we'll have we'll have stuff to feast on and keep us entertained. And of course, if you're going to get episode 1 racer, uh Man, I wonder if they're going to do multiplayer with that. That might actually bring me in. Anyway, um, I, like I said, Star Wars is dead. There's no fun to be had here, so uh, let's <laughs> let's all go home. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast, everybody. If you want to be part of the show, send your questions to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll get them into an upcoming episode. Uh, if you want to help us out, there are many ways in which you can do that. Uh, first of which... Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or Spotify, Google, make sure you're you're subscribed. Make sure you share it with your friends. Leave us a review somewhere, screen cap it, send it to us so that we'll read it on an upcoming episode. Uh, And if you're feeling crazy and you want some more audio in your ears, check us out on Patreon, become a powerful friend. You'll get all kinds of extra audio. We've got Sith Disturbers worthy of recognition, which we had a big fat episode come out last week um we've got we've got all kinds of stuff go check it out at patreon.com slash tumbling i hear people like it so give it a shot if you're so inclined uh shout out to rob wade for endorsing this episode of the tumbling saber and all episodes as part of the e14 endorsed program which you can learn more about at emotionally 14.com and be sure to check out our friends our podcasting brethren the solid folks they are at the star wars commonwealth podcast network check it out we're on Facebook on Twitter look us up uh, iTunes as a podcast provider everybody's there we're all listed and uh yeah get gives get mix it up get some new voices in your podcast feed and with all that out of the way Carlos where can we find you on social media you
1: all can find me at the funny Carlos on Twitter and Instagram or at C Candido music or Carlos over
2: to you Corey Yeah, chop rules with the Z on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Join us on our closed Facebook Facebook group.
0: This is where Corey says, I got to go to the bathroom, so I'm making it quick.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm done. No, I'm serious. It's it's Dodo time.
0: It should be noted that Corey was very late to the podcast tonight.
2: No, I was the only one that was on time.
0: (laughs) More lies. Every day, more
3: lies. (laughs)
0: Deception. (laughs) All right. uh, You can find me in the aforementioned Tumbling Saber Facebook group. Come check it out. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Tumbling Saber. Love to connect with you there and talk about all things geek and Star Wars. Uh, But that's going to do it. Until next week, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll talk to you later. May the force be with you, everybody.
3: Strong